Hello and welcome to Priori Income Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Callum and welcome to our Christmas special. What did you expect? Turnips? So welcome to our special Christmas episode and for a special Christmas episode we have a special guest. Uh, He's asked us plenty of questions before in many of our episodes so we have decided to include uh, Alex in this week's edition. So tell us about yourself. Well thank you for the introduction Callum. Um, So yeah uh, I'm Alex. I am a well by my most recent uh, quiz a, uh, a Hufflepuff but previously been a Ravenclaw, so I kind of consider myself a house mercenary. But <laughs> And how long have you been a fan of Harry Potter for? Um, I think for as for a while. So um, I think I first got into Harry Potter um, reading the third book, really. So it was just before, like, I think the sixth book was released, mm. and we were around holiday, and we had the third book that I was reading and the fifth book that was Callum was reading. And so I said, can I not just skip a book? And we ended up, I ended up reading the third one like four times on the way back in the car. And then as soon as we got home, binge reading the rest of them that were available. And if fellow readers, you think this is blasphemy and in the wrong order, feel free to comment. <laughs> um, this week, we're going to split into three sections. So, yeah, a bit well, more casual with this one, I think. Roughly, yeah. I mean, we almost recorded it in a pub. Um, which gives the idea Ten of the close. episode you're expecting. <laughs> um, but do this will include many more interesting debates, takes. And some questions, I think. And some questions. questions. So yeah, um, sit back, listen, I hope you enjoy the ride. So, welcome to our first discussion point of the Christmas episode. Um, we've decided we'll have a brief chat through Christmas in the books, and then we'll all kind of decide, if you had to pick a Christmas, well, which would be your favourite, and kind of which one would you love to be maybe present at Hogwarts for, we thought? Or not present at Hogwarts, because some, some of them aren't. <laughs> um, speaking of which, do you guys want to talk us through? You feeling brave? <laughs> Good enthusiasm. But yeah, but what, each year at Hogwarts? Yes. Each year at Hogwarts. So I've kind of got got noted like what I consider the main thing of each Christmas, yeah. right? So I'm I'm not gonna not the full thing because we'll so leave it. Ju- just for the listeners, out. Alex is more prepared for his first episode than me and mm. Megan have ever been prepared for any of the episodes. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, but with that... Mm, yeah, so I, I guess, um, for me, the main thing about uh, year one is the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Yeah, is that yeah, fair? That's yeah. what I like. The best bit is the mysterious owner of the invisibility cloak, when they all speculate who it's from. Yeah. Well, that that's a theme in other other Christmases, we're going to leave it. So, uh, so in year two, you've got Polyjuice Potion. First time they took Polyjuice Potion. They are cute. Yeah, I say the first time. They did they took it again in the in again. Last, last book, right? Yeah. Yeah, is that the only time? Ah, uh, you've got me thinking now. So they take so. it. They take it in um, the Seven Harrys and also, and also when they break ministry. Into the ministry. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, only in the second and seventh book, which is odd because you'd have thought. I guess you get it. You counter it in the fourth book, but not, not through them not as such. Them That's taking it. Yeah. Barty. First name terms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Barty Junior. Yes. <laughs> Barty. <laughs> so I've got for the third one, um, there's kind of a couple of themes that run in it, but I thought for me the main one's the firewall, right? Harry gets the firewall, his first yeah. real, I, I guess in my mind, interaction with Sirius. But maybe yeah. it's not yes. quite an interaction, but it's, it kind of acts that way. Yeah, that's the first time that he really, well, has to question who it's from. Mm. 
because he doesn't actually know. And then... <laughs> I mean, it's there's that funny moment when Hermione's like, it could be from Sirius Black, and then it is from Sirius Black. But it's, again, it's, not, it's not it's not it's not jinxed or cursed. It's actually it's just being nice and a hundred galleon plus Christmas present. <laughs> Lots of questions about how he managed this, by the way. I've yeah, always the, wondered the feasibility of this present is like he can't. I know he gets away with being a dog, but he can't walk into the shop as a dog and go that broom, please. Had point. Do you know, tap yeah. one hundred and fifty galleons. So this was. So it, he did it by was it mail order, but through Crookshanks, right? So Crookshanks <laughs> dropped the order off in the in the shop. I seem to remember, and then they he, they told them to take the so they ordered it under Harry's name, but right. asked for the gold to be taken out of the Black family vault. So you thought that <laughs> at some point an alarm bell would have been Someone triggered, right? <laughs> You'd have thought Green Dots with their intense security would have gone. Harry doesn't own this vault. And also, like <laughs> Sirius Black is on the run. Maybe we shouldn't just. Or I can also imagine this? Harry yeah. walking around. The, imagine if he bumped into a member of staff and they're like, how would you like the firebolt you bought? <laughs> <laughs> There's also no like two-factor authentication at this, this kind of point, is there? Yeah, I know steam, steam authorization code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please provide your password if you want to remove this gold from your yeah. Is this your yeah. email? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, yeah. I was say, the, the fourth book, I think, obviously, is the Yule Ball. Yeah. That's um, the big one, I think. It's quite a lot yeah. around that. Right? Yeah. We'll get on to the yeah. ball later. <laughs> um, the fifth one, I think, I have Grimmauld Place written down, but really it's Mr. Weasley. It's kind of the story. Christmas, Christmas. on the closed ward. It's just on the yeah. closed ward, yeah. Okay, and I guess. guess you can tie Neville as well. Which is one of the yeah. most emotional chapters you encounter in all the books. Mm. I think it's also what a, Christmas. a really big one that's missing from the films because you get a lot of information in the book version. So like Neville and his parents and then yeah. Lockhart. All of it just missed out. And also, it's it's a new magical setting, and it's quite you feel for all the people who watch the films because they haven't encountered this other magical place, which all the book readers have. You also receive some extra kind of plot twist, don't you, in the book, which is the uh, delivering the devil's snare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I thought I forgot to say that's that all too. tentacular um, to the guy, which is has got his memory wipes. The Order yeah. of the Phoenix member. Yeah, so you kind of miss that extra level of in of detail in the films. But it is a very large the... book, to be fair. There's yeah. A noise there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sixth year is um well as we just just mentioned uh, before recording slug club. A slug club. Um, Classic. <laughs> that could be a section. Yeah, and um and kind of Ron and Harry cutting carrots in the burrow kitchen. Oh, that that's my main that's, the main thing because it like transitions uh, yeah. from the slug club like it just ends really randomly and then it's like are you sure it's the the uh, the unbreakable vow and like, the, yeah cutting the carrots and the best bit about that is <laughs> Harry and Ron have to do it mindly because they're underage and they're like Fred and George can you use magic to mm. cut the carrots yeah, yeah. and they're like no doesn't Ron try and impale his brother on the end of a knife as well <laughs> something <laughs> like that <laughs> that's that's another example of. Fred and George, who are good in the films, but are incredible in the books. Yeah, you get more of them in the books, I think. Mm. Okay, Christmas number seven. Um, one. So is... Uh, well, <laughs> originally I put Harry and Hermione in a tent, but actually it's a bit more than that. It's actually Godric's Hollow, um, an encounter with Voldemort. And yeah, not realising it's Christmas, which kind of um, says something... Church. Well, it says something that's very different about their that final book, right, and the final yeah. um yeah. final story they go on and the journey they go on compared to the the years of Well, I feel like Christmas is never that big a deal for Harry and himself because even by the time he gets to the seventh book, he's never been looking forward to Christmas as much as someone like Ron. Well, you say that, but in the first book, he says that like it's his 
best Christmas ever. So I'm sure when he gets to spend it at Hogwarts, then it is something he looks forward to. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, when you get to the last, maybe three. It's like, there's more to life than Christmas, but then again, that's not the spirit of a Christmas episode such as this. Yeah, you might not want to focus too much on uh, the last one. A podcast for life, not just for Christmas, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, what, what, what then would be you guys... Which you one could. would you choose? Yeah. Well, obviously, again, not the last three. They t- tend to take a turn at that point. One don't want to go to hospital for Christmas. I mean, it's got to be the Yule Ball, really. No, too much pressure to find a date. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, imagine the castle at that time of year, and you've made, like... Well, no, maybe not you. Made me friends. I like to think the um, my favourite would be the third Christmas, because if I was at the table, then there would have been more people and Dumbledore wouldn't have died. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> so, third Christmas for me. I think the prophecy still would have found a way to work at that point. Or well, it's a numbers game. <laughs> I quite like, um, in the, the sixth one, um, Fleur and Celestina Warbeck. <laughs> <laughs> and the dynamic where you have uh, Mrs. Weasley turning up Celestina and Fleur mouthing <laughs> off about her for like the entire of her performance. I think For yeah. me and Alex, that's quite relatable with the music we just listen to at Christmas. <laughs> So, I, I just, so, so you choose to sit in the corner of a room. That's well, what you're picking. I, I just think it's funny. <laughs> like it's one of those. It's an amusing Christmas moment for me. Yeah, it's it's very Christmassy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Still think I pick something a bit more. Yeah. Celebratory. Know, Interesting know. that no one said something like the first Christmas or even the early ones when it's all so simple. Because I mean, you can still be a seventh year in those Christmases. Yeah, you're not actually partaking in Harry's story just because you're present. Yeah, it's just we only learn about those Christmases from what Harry sees of them. If that was the case, I'd just rather go home for Christmas. I mean, like, in all of them, Hagrid Hagrid has to lug 30 massive Christmas trees (laughs) around the castle or whatever. I feel like Christmas is the most thankless time for Hagrid. He does all of this work to make the castle look amazing and actually it's really not appreciated by very many people in fact but in the third book it's logged by like 14 of them exactly. <laughs> the whole thing about decorating the castle is that not many people actually say mm. Christmas so they go to a lot of effort for about 10 students on average I've always wondered if wizards go on like skiing as well as, as the muggles on their break because all of <laughs> you get so many wizards who are away at Christmas so do they also do muggle activities or do they have wizard versions <laughs> where they go like snow well, yeah, so or... they have like the um do you remember the christmas crackers so if you think like they have like the really extravagant christmas crackers yeah. so in the they have wizarding versions of christmas traditions so they must do so if you think in the in the third one when snape pulls the cracker with dumbledore he gets like um, neville's grandmother's hat in the, oh, out yeah. the cracker right so it's yeah. almost like those crackers know how to take the mick out in a way yeah so. <laughs> doesn't dumbledore swaps one of the presents doesn't he, he swaps someone's yeah. I'm glad you two are nodding at each other and not like, sharing um, with There's listeners. like mice that appear for him as well. And if yeah, Harry's comment was like, he feared they would become Mrs. Norris's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always wonder, Filch doesn't seem to do anything at Christmas, whereas Hagrid has to do all the work. You wonder what, because he's got no students left to follow. So to him and Peeves have a private battle over the Christmas break or... I feel like baubles and tinsel <laughs> at Christmas just become an entire another... Um, yeah, Another you know how level. at school the last week before Christmas, no one does anything and it's all a bit of a mess. Imagine that at Hogwarts with magic. Yeah. Not Imagine them. that in Charms with Flitwick. It seems like it's just like a, a chat for most of the time yeah. anyway. So. With Seamus occasionally <laughs> blowing something up. So something that, that strikes me is that in the 
first first Christmas, Harry receives one of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Which maybe you don't read that actually he was already already in possession of one of the Hallows mm. from that it's, early in the it's not story, even that he, which you don't realise. He right? receives it, he rightfully inherits it in a way because he's descended from the youngest brother of the Peppers. Yeah. Well, is that actually proven or is that just... Well, he should be Harry Peveril. <laughs> I think it's given, in a way, if that makes I don't know if that makes because sense. Because it like, it's said that everyone's passed it from father to son. I mean, mm. this does well, the question why his yeah. surname is Potter, not Peveril. Well, it depends how the marriages go, doesn't it? But surely, in theory, male surnames... But if you didn't English, have yeah, a male... Yeah, but say you... Yeah. That's true. Uh, Peveril had a daughter yeah. at a point who married Potter and then it would be Potter. And then it's Potter, 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 Potter. Yeah. Or whatever line that... Yeah, very interesting though. But that brings up again the point we keep going back to. Did Rowling know what she was doing when she did that? Well, no, because the cloak in the seventh book seems that it's like it's undetectable and everything and all this stuff. And then you're like, was it that effective in the first few? Well, the um, it seems to gain power. It. Considering it was um, James's, the Marauder's map can't detect the invisibility cloak. So no, despite that... the film depiction, I will say well, because yeah. in the third third film they get that wrong because. When Harry's looking at the map, he oh, himself right. is on it when he's in the cloak. Oh, so is that in... So when you realise that must be the fourth book, when Harry's on the stairs with the egg. Yeah. Snape sees the map yeah. but can't see... He sees the map, he sees the egg, so he connects it to... But can't yeah. see him on mm. the map. Yeah. Which also strikes you that if he was looking at the map, surely he'd have seen Barty Crouch doing his name. Sorry, Tangent. You'd think so. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Snape's so obsessed with Harry, and we had a go about Snape in the previous episode of the time. I am very much looking forward Goes to the next, next episode, we get to slander him for about an hour. Oh, no, is it just like a, a segment only on Snape? That was the he whole is. episode. It's, it's meant to be just the uh, Are You Qualified segment, but I have a lot to say on him, so we'll see. Yeah, I imagine Good. Snape is just as grumpy at Christmas time. I like to think that the staff member that changes the most at Christmas is Trelawney because she's then visibly drunk instead of hiding it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she necks all her sherry and then goes to dinner rather than hiding in her tower. Dutch courage. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch courage. I think we will discuss the most infamous of all Christmases next being the Yule Bull. The Yule Bull. The Yule Bull. So, <laughs> moving on from the, our oh, just said the Yule Ball, we thought we'd approach this in a unique, interesting way, and we've come up with a Christmas game as a way to look at the Yule Ball. So, Alex here is going to explain the our first ever Priory Income Podcast game. So, you know, low bar, <laughs> but also do a good job of setting expectations. Okay, what have you got for us? So, I suggested a game. And the way the game works. So we've written down a number of Harry Potter characters on a piece of paper that are sat in front of us. Megan and Callum will each pick one piece of paper, open it up, and say each of their characters. Then they have to decide how these two characters ended up on a going as dates to the Yule <laughs> Ball. Yeah. So we have a number of characters scattered around, all the way from Grawp to more conventional characters, I think, like Harry and Ron. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. So we could really get some obscure dates here. But so at the same I, time, we could get some normal ones. We could, yeah. I hope yeah. we don't. I hope we get some so, obscure yeah. ones. I'm quite I, excited. I hope we get a book, a book pairing. Imagine if we end up with, like... I would love to get... Oh, and, yeah. So my, my dream pairing would be Neville and Luna. Oh, or something yes. like that. You could get them. You could predict them before they start yeah. dating Harry and Ginny, that kind of stuff. So they're each going to propose a different way of how they met. Are and we? We're just going to oh, see no. see how it ends up. Right? I love being put on the spot. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't think we'll score it, but you know, I have secret scores. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go. 
Callum, who have you? I have you chosen Xenophilius Lovegood. <laughs> and I've got Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, we have a fantastic opening combo. <laughs> mm. uh, okay. So I guess, Callum, my question for you is, if you could just set the scene about why Xenophilus is here for the Yule Ball. Um, um, this is kind of he, interesting. As the producer of The Quibbler, one of his <laughs> articles has, has taken off and he's been called into the school to do an interview. And Ron has just approached Fleur and been rejected, but he's still in Vila mode and he turns around and who does he see walking through the corridors? <laughs> But he sees Xenophilius and he's overcome and he says, Zeno, will you be my date to the prom? And Xenophilius, being the weirdo that he is, goes, do you know what, Ron, I will. And by the time he wakes up, I Ron will. is so nervous <laughs> that he won't undo it and he can't find a, a girl to go on a date with. So in the end, he, he's got no choice and he goes with Xenophilius Lovegood to the pool and neither of them dance and they have a great time and they neither sit together. Dance. Xenophilius is definitely He dancing. does a few solo dances, dancer, yeah. but... He probably goes on stage. <laughs> right. Up top with the Weird Sisters. Top Do you really top expect that. me to beat that? Top that. <laughs> See, I was going to go that Senevilius is there to cover the Yule Ball for his magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's more plausible. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know yeah. why yeah, else there. <laughs> um, as for why he and Ron go together... Um, <laughs> that's, that's the tricky bit. I'm going to say it's a favour to Luna. Ron... Who hasn't oh. met Luna at this point. They've met at that point. They meet in that book, don't they? Good question. No, they meet in book five on the train. Because that's when when Harry discovers... It's a favour for Ginny, because Ginny knows that her friend isn't going to go get asked to the Your Ball, but Ginny's been asked and wants Luna there. So Ron's like, okay, I'll do a favour for you. dad. (laughs) 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 Turns out the letter he wrote goes to... She's a parent or guardian, Callum, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So Nathalie picks up the letter that... He's asking Luna to go to it with and says, no, I'm going to go with you then. And so they just, all three of them go together. And uh, listeners, we would love if you were joining this game with us. So <laughs> if you can come with any more plausible reasons why. Alex, yeah, would, you, would you like to have a go, by the way? Could you come up with an alternative? So, I guess the way I view it is Xenophilus is there covering the first task. Makes sense. Um, Ron is a bit isolated. <laughs> from Harry and Hermione and think, thinks they're dating he wants to make them jealous <laughs> so, so he wants to cause a real statement and be noticed so yeah. he you know he, he turns the first them. person he sees and asks them if they'll go to the Yule Ball turns out it's Xenophilus like <laughs> um <laughs> and they uh, I, in my mind they meet next to the uh, the Durmstrang ship on the lake have a nice romantic moment yeah. and walk in through the lovely the, 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 you know they have the little garden outside <laughs> and the nice sculptures yeah I, I can see it being romantic and then Xenophilius just kind of separates himself yeah as you would. He's got bigger situation. bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, want, he wants an interview with Grubbs. So I, I can fish. imagine him and Rita Skeeter kind of coming up with some sharp, <laughs> sharp metaphors. <laughs> okay, shall we do number two? Not sure we can beat that, but... Okay. Quite a lot of hits. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot to choose from. Okay, I've got Tom the Barkeep. <laughs> I've got Ernie McMillan. <laughs> okay, that one's easy. Tom's there to supply the alcohol. Yeah, he Ernie's Ernie a boozer. Wants the alcohol. <laughs> and they go on a date because. And he's like, I'll take you to the Yule Ball if you will give me alcohol, even though I'm underage. And so yeah. Tom, being the creepy old man, exactly. agrees to supply him with fire whiskey if he gets a dance. Yeah. Maybe Tom just Easy. wants to be there because, you know, it's one of the biggest events of the year, right? So I like so to it's... think that 
Ernie, being the pompous, polite guy he is, hasn't actually found a date. And then <laughs> Tom, Tom's there just before they go into the hall, mm-hmm. and Ernie hasn't got a date. But he and he, he sees Tom, and he sees Tom. He yeah. needs a date. And Tom yeah, doesn't yeah. have a date, and they go, "Should we go as friends?" And the two of them forge an unlikely friendship, which stands the test of time in the books. <laughs> Nice. And you get the Ernie, nice. Ernie Tom bromance, mm. which has clearly been ignored like by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, um, that, that's the real story. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I, I think that the idea that they meet kind of on the day, they just cross paths. Yeah. And Tom wants to go in and see what's happening. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he loves the scene of yeah, the social lines, scene. Yeah. And the underage wizards a, just. Like, that's was, his it, scene. Who was it? it well, what's the Weird Sisters that were performing at yes. that? Yeah. So maybe he's just a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> he turns up with a t-shirt. Oh, good. I've got Professor Flitwick. <laughs> good start. Uh, oh, no. Ginny. <laughs> Ginny. Similar heights, okay. maybe. She but. needs good grades. So she goes with her charm teacher. That's how that works, right? To the ball. <laughs> I'm just putting out that it's not the weirdest is, thing we've had. Is, I feel like is, a, uh, another teacher would is, be more realistic. Is right? sugar like, daddying a thing in the wizarding world? <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a turn. Um, I like to think that they went because they're similar heights. So pretty <laughs> <laughs> Flitwick wanted someone who wouldn't overpower him in height and... Ginny got asked by Neville and went, no way, Jose. And then uh, Flitwick turned up and she was like, he's got a bit of grace and decorum. Nice. I'll go with him. Nice. Can you think of any... More... No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone better than expected. Yeah. Has it? Is that what this is? Better than expected? <laughs> yeah, I can't work out what counts as better. Okay, Dumbledore. Papa Patil. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the most realistic Dumbledore would have been like, um, <laughs> uh, who was the Bobas on headmistress? Like they go, as, you know, he goes colleagues mm. as equals yeah. to the Yule book. But who is Dumbledore? That, that, I think if he took Voldemort, well, maybe. He, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean. Like that kind of like mutual respect mm. for, is, for someone. Is, that would be Dumbledore. Is Padma Harry's and Parvati Ron's, or is it vice versa? Um, it's see, is, is this not telling that we can't remember? Yeah. They're just um, the same character. I like to think, though, if it was Harry or Ron, what happened is the day before, though, one of them pulls out. That could be really wrong. So, like, Padma has to pull out, or Ron or Harry pulls out because something's happened. And then Padma's on her own and he bumps into Dumbledore oh, in the corridor. Okay. Dumbledore hasn't got a date yet. Nice. And he goes, Nice. Do you want to be my date? And I know she Harry's goes, been That's wizard of all time. Scar, so. <laughs> <laughs> or Cho's pulled out with Cedric and Harry's gone, Right, I'm switching. Because yeah, Joe's available now. I'm going to make that sound a little bit less weird. And she's maybe on her own in the hallway, upset at this. And Dumbledore goes, as a comfort, mm. I will dance with you. Yeah. Less of well, according a... to Rowling, he's openly gay throughout all the books. So yeah, that'll sure. be fine, right? So which one's Padma? Ron's. <laughs> Ravenclaw. Padma's the Ravenclaw. So Are they, they, you know, connected over their love of Ron's. books. <laughs> Ron's date. Sorry. Just <laughs> <laughs> belong to Ron. And, and what a date he is. I think he's... Oh, they're both awful, and they treat them awfully, and it's it's not good. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, she's not great, and then when it's the boys, which is the problem. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think they don't... Can you think of a Padma, Ron, Padma, Ron, Padma, Dumbledore? I think that, I think Megan's suggestion is probably what I'd, what I'd go with It's a little bit there, less weird. It's, yeah, it, it's the one that would, that would be, <laughs> that would happen, right? 
Out of all of them. Who you got? Possibilities. <laughs> okay, next I've got George. And I've got Romilda Vane. Okay, I was really scared you were going to say Fred then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would make sense because they've just gone as twins. Yeah, but we're saying as their dates. And mm, like, sort also of thing don't do. put it past them as a joke. Still, yeah. there's a line. You could say Romilda's just. Love, Love potion. potion. Yeah, that's the answer, right? Love potion. But then the other <laughs> option, the other option is they're both Gryffindor, girl, male. They've genuinely chosen to go together because you know yeah. that is it. Fred or George goes with Angelina, but do you find mm. out who the other one goes with? I don't know, but I'm, I think I'm, you do. I think I it's think mentioned. So. Romilda would be two or three year groups below them. Is she Ginny's yeah. year? Um, I think so She's because below, one below Harry. Yeah, because Hermione here's a natter in so. the library and. She's I'm not the chosen one. a love potion. The chosen one bit. I just honestly want to <laughs> but I am the ones. chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. One genuine moment of proper Harry humour in the film. Yeah. Like it's a... I think that's how he should have been throughout them, because that's how he's in the books. <laughs> it's that bit that's like sarcastic quote, yeah. right? Yeah. Who have you got? <laughs> you got grow up, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> Fudge. Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Got near this much and Dobby now has dates, genuine dates to the young bull. Explain. Now that is a twenty mark question I have heard one. Yeah, yeah, we have the option just to gloss over this one if you so choose, but I think that if there's a reason. I feel like Callum can come up with something. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got something here. Okay. So I'm scared. Fudge to motivate to motivate the wizard populace has decided to for his voters and for the populace to portray a positive pro how self stance on his politics, <laughs> and to demonstrate this, he has gone he's beyond the he's beyond the grade, and he's taken a how self date to the Yule Ball. But he didn't even realise that Dobby, because he doesn't actually know that much about herself, he's actually taken a male how self to the ball and not realised. But because he's a politician and he cares way too much about being power, he's stuck with it. And him and Dobby have had a fantastic date. And to cap it off, he's given Dobby a lovely pair of socks at the end of the night. <laughs> I'm sure Dobby would have had a great time. <laughs> if any of you two can top not that. Not another hand to go on top of one, all the ones he's collected from Hermione. <laughs> when he's not making Harry Potter baubles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to try with that one. Yeah. I'm sticking with yours. Yeah, that's very good. Well, well done. Do a few more. They're too fun to not do, I'm mm. finding. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Fig? <laughs> Mundungus Fletcher. Oh, See, oh, this no. kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why they you, so they, if they could go to the Yorks. <laughs> so that, that's it. Why are they at the castle? We've got a, you know, not even a witch. Um, so I think this is like, you know, so Dumbledore organises watches on Harry, right? But in this alternate universe, he's just decided to start the watch early. Yeah, right? this is so just the order. I'm yeah. already So he's thought, in... who's I invite to my castle? A thief. <laughs> And a squid. It makes sense. All the, all the gargles. <laughs> blend in. They'll have no gargles left by the end of the morning. They'll be sold. You can find them in yeah, Borgen yeah. and Burks. Yeah, but that's that's the easy explanation, isn't it? It's just like, mm. we need to make sure that Harry knows who they are so that when he sees them in real life, he won't question it. I can just imagine being Harry then. He'd be like doing his first dance, looks into the crowd. Who's he see in the crowd? Mrs. Fig. <laughs> just <laughs> the old woman used to give him cake when he was younger. Bit weird, lots of cats. She's just sat there having a drink. And he goes over, like, how old are cats? <laughs> Tuftine. <laughs> yeah, have some chocolate cake. <laughs> Should we do one more? One more. Let's hope we get a real scorcher. Or just a normal combination. I would like something less okay. weird. I've got Luna. I've got Fred. Oh, there you go. That that kind it's of. It's only taken. It could just happen. It could just happen. A couple of years before. Yeah. I like to think they're both 
they're kind of the personalities which are so out there that they connect. Yeah, I think Fred's definitely the kind of person who would accept Luna for who she mm. is and just go, you know what, this will be a fun night. Yeah, and gone. I need a date. Yeah. You need a date. <laughs> Let's date. Who have you just picked up? I've just picked up two randomly, and I've got Harry and Cho Chang, which is <laughs> kind of like the Yule Ball that was meant to be the wasn't oh, in my, in my Cedric, head anyway. Cedric got ill when, when she said yes instead of no. See, yeah. what a perfect ending to that segment. Yeah. The proper outcome yeah. to the Yule Ball. So, you know, we had other normal characters like Neville <laughs> and Gabrielle Delacour. Um, <laughs> Grop is in there somewhere. Grop is, is in, in there. there. Yeah. We were hoping to pull Play Sabini. Play Sabini. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, I always thought it was just a beanie. I was about to say it's a mini blaze, but it's not. Hagrid. Haggers. I didn't see all of them. Imagine if you got Hagrid and Grawl, that would have been quite good. But that would have made sense. Kingsley, I was hoping to get a Kingsley one. Roger Davies. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. I mean, he would go on a date with anyone, wouldn't he? Crab. (laughs) (laughs) Crab would have been good. So did you score this? No, not at all. (laughs) I kind of, yeah, just... Just gave up completely. And if I, mean, I was to, what, so if you could come up with your, what would be your weirdest pairing you could come up with for the Yule Ball? Do they, do they have to be? Any of them. Do they have to be people that could actually have gone to it? Like like people. Realistic. At Let's say, so for example, Hogwarts Grawp and Voldemort wouldn't count, but. But that is a very Just weird pairing. <laughs> so like a weird one would be, for example, Crab and Ramilda Vane. Again, love potion. But maybe she just wanted. Yeah, a, maybe she wanted a, this, I feel I like she might have wanted a muscle man for her shoulder, so went for. He's not going to talk much. You don't need to communicate with him. I mean, he might be good looking. Do we Post, have a, poster boy. <laughs> I don't know. The only it's, he's just always boy. portrayed as not being intelligent. Yeah, That's that is the, the point. Only. Work. <laughs> the where him thinking work looks strange. I think the you know the weirdest combination is almost like Teacher one student. of your well <laughs> <laughs> obviously we're going for things that could actually have happened though so like uh, maybe forensic okay. gr- crab <laughs> yeah weird I was gonna say like pretty much most Slytherins and Gryffindors right like it's something that Draco Harry power couple that's a fan fiction that could have changed oh that's hundred percent that's a fan fiction. <laughs> They make their dramatic statement by walking in together. Oh, imagine. Yeah. You could write that and make a sweet fortune, actually. Don't think you can sell <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> well, have you got, you got, you. got anything for us then? <laughs> so, I, uh, no, not really. That's no. really kind of I mean, a, don't, don't, a cop out, right? That's often no, how yeah. we conclude things. But I don't mm. know how you can beat what we had in the segment. Yeah. So, you know, we'll go with that. So, listeners, if you do want to play the game like we did, it's, it's very simple. A sheet of paper, put lots of names on it, cut them up and randomly draw them out. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Okay, we'll <laughs> move on to our next segment. So part of Christmas is receiving presents, well, giving presents as well. Um, but as part of that, in the wizarding world, you can receive a few more items than in the muggle one. So we had a thought and that was, if we look at magical items, which ones would you like to receive to Christmas? And if you made a Christmas list, what magical items or non-magic? For example, a, a Weasley jumper might make that list. But um, what items would make your Christmas list if Can you were just, a wizard? Can I take a guess at what both of you will want is whatever the latest broom is? Fireball. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm sure both that was going to be my number one. Yeah, you know, or like the next niche broom maker, whoever that may be. Yeah, so you don't want to be like <laughs> cliche. Yeah. So like, Firebot was cool at the time because it was not a Nimbus. Just the best. So like, imagine if Clean Sweep yeah. came back and they made a Clean Sweep 15, and it was like snazzy and out there. 
you want a clean sweep 15. You would want one. <laughs> I'm just a good. new broom, mate. Just a new yeah. broom. And I feel like we'd be the kind of kids that would want a new broom every year. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Of course you would, yeah. So, like, your main Christmas present for us, I think, would be a new broom. I think or I'd like, get the new broom. Can't get my hand it'd be, yeah. like, <laughs> it'd be like, so instead of getting a... Instead of, like, kids these days when they get a games console or, I don't know, a nice piece of jewellery. Whatever kids get these whatever days. Whatever kids get these days. Um, you might be like, Mum, Dad, this year I really want an invisibility cloak. Or... Not sure that's how it works. <laughs> Would yeah. you get that you as a parent? Get, as you, a, can you can. But I feel like as a parent, yeah. you wouldn't get your kid one. Oh no, absolutely not. The mischief that they could do, not worth it. Or you would, but you wear it out before you gave it to them. <laughs> Their feet would be visible at all times, or something. Or just give them like a, a actual cloak and tell them it's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, kids aren't that stupid. <laughs> but when you look in a mirror, it'll look like you're not invisible because obviously you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> And then what what objects would you would you be after? Broomstick. So, yeah, I was gonna say a broomstick, right? Like it's. I mean, that, I probably wouldn't care that much. I'm gonna right. be honest. Maybe some Felix Felicis. Nice cheeky if, batch if this of that. Is like a, a, a wish list, then yeah, sure. Like you want. Yeah, ultimate. Want that, like, right? what do you want? Yeah. Would you put that on your wizarding Amazon Prime wish list? <laughs> Hand of Glory. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Grants light only to the beholder. Your son has fine taste. <laughs> I mean, I'm I hope he'll amount to more than a thief and a plunderer. I think that's the. That's the line, yeah. No offence intended, Mr. Marple. No offence. <laughs> this episode could legit just be you two quoting the book. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, other than a hand of glory, what, what would you be after? I'll be a nerd and say books because I think I'd be a Hermione in that, like, I just want to know everything that you can about the wizarding world. Yeah. I like to think that I'd want a lot of things from Fred and Wheezy with the Weezers. Do you not think more is math if you're still a student at Hogwarts, right? Like, yeah, the thing is that well, that's the dream bit is a once only item. So if you put that on your list, you've got to hope you get the only one. You've uh, got to help that the person you're asking for also has it. As well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you, yeah, I don't think I'd give it away if I had it. Unless you didn't need it anymore. If but, you weren't at school, then you don't need but it. But at the same time, if your child was, you might like to be like, my kid's safe. Why are they in the dungeons and detention on a Thursday night? But So another one of Harry's presence that's kind of actually a, a sad one in a way is the two-way mirror that Sirius gives him mm. Mm. so of course if he'd fought to use the two-way mirror in the fifth book then maybe Sirius wouldn't have died that's true that's cool thanks for bringing that yeah, down if you, yeah sorry to, to say you know that that kind of like that he, communication is quite quite clever he uses yeah. the knife as well the one he gets but that gets destroyed yeah, yeah. doesn't it on a lock Hagrid's um the purse had good wallet purse the like coin pouch Hagrid oh. gets him to keep his possessions. It's something mm-hmm. skill, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, I've, I've forgotten. Only the owner can put their hand yeah, in yeah. and get objects out. If not, it just bites your hand off. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Deffy just trying to open it, and all of them having <laughs> one hand left and walking around with a stump. They've all tried to break into Harry Potter's purse. One of Hermione's coins to communicate. Yeah, I like messages. to think something like a Hermione bag. Nothing like an owl. Oh, yeah, a pet. I mean, so, yeah, something definitely that simple, a pet. magical pet. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have an owl, definitely an owl. If definitely not, owl. definitely a cat. So I think we'd Double all, rat. everyone would want <laughs> a, a Weasley jumper would be oh, yeah. on everyone's I mean, list, yeah, yeah. I like to think. Them. So, you know, we could We can that get them off. ourselves. Um, but <laughs> that's a slightly lower cost item apart from for Mrs. Weasley. I imagine she's had to knit all million of them that are in the store at the moment. So, so what about some of like uh, Dumbledore's um, magical like artifacts, artifacts, tools? 
Everything that's in his office. Oh, it's like, like a illuminator or, um, yeah, a pensive or... Um, but you have to, like, question how useful they actually so are. So to us, how yeah, much yeah. would you use a pensive? So for me, I'd Never. say I would find for revision purposes before exams, it would be extremely useful. Mm-hmm. I could go through lectures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but also, I don't think it would be the most useful tool for revision, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm, depends how much you listen in class, I guess. Yeah, you have to, you have to have remembered it in the first place. Yeah. For it to be useful to you. A very specific magical artifact. I don't know how often I would want to. You could. The memories so we in that way. we'd probably mm. go broomsticks, Quidditch service, and kit like Harry's got. You know he gets yeah. this, so he's like tweaking all his branches and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and tweaking all his branches <laughs> and. Shining it. The broomstick. <laughs> Polishing. Polishing, not yeah. shining. Polishing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What what other presents would you be after in the Wizarding World? Sweets. Sweets. From the sweet shop, you put some of like... What's the name of it? Chocolate frogs and things like that. Zon- Zonko's is the joke shop in mm-hmm. Hogsmeade. Honey jukes. Honey jukes. You could get some fire whiskey if you were thin and brave. Yeah, I could have... But you know what? It's kind of like the, or like crates of butterbeer or something. You know, like I yeah. expect that would be like you know a stocking filler bottle of butterbeer. Yeah. Bottle of butterbeer, start the day off. Bertie Bops. Oh, of course, chocolate frog cards. Mmm. Oh, you'd definitely collect. Them. I would hundred percent collect them. Yeah. I don't know. Would you not? It feels like, I no, I think you probably would, but I don't think I'd be like a really serious collector of chocolate. As in, cards. if you had a chocolate frog, you'd keep the card. Yeah, but the but thing is, it's no, I wouldn't. Yeah, but the thing is, like it's wrong. the thing to collect. Like Bertie Bots, you get them to eat and you try and eat the weird flavors, but like if you try, try to avoid them, try to avoid the horrible ones and get the good ones, right? You could probably discover some random flavors that taste nice. We also have a game like that, the Bean Boozled or something. So there's um a version. By way, you mean. Only you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a jelly bean game where some of them taste horrible and some of them taste nice, but they all look the same. Mm. So we essentially have Bertie Bots. I guess. Do you think is that being based off Bertie Bots every flavour beans or? I don't know which way around it would be to be honest. Okay. What would you say then? The so I'm guessing the best present Harry receives then would be the cloak. Best or most useful. It's mm. both, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, best in my eyes would be the broomstick. Fireball. Yeah, because I guess that's it probably... makes him happiest. Like that's the one he uses most and is most. But also, the invisibility cloak allows him to be happy because it keeps him alive. Um. I think that in terms of like um, its entirety of impact and like what it means to the story, the invisibility cloak is the present that really. Is kind of defines the yeah. yeah in a way, and it means he also discovers more about himself than any or than a lot of other presents in a way. He discovers his you know that it was from his father, mm. yeah, before him, and he gets to see his family in the uh, mirror of errors as well. Mm. Yeah, um, but I actually think, as Megan said, in terms of actual happiness that it gives him, the fireball really is you know, and that's something that he um, that he kind of loves throughout yeah. the books, and that also if you actually think. Without the fireball, he may not have survived the dragon task. <laughs> That's also <laughs> so, true. Imagine doing that on a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if his well, he, Nimbus was broken, so he wouldn't yeah. have coped on that, would he? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if we all give an answer then. One, 
Magical mm. Christmas present. One. Just one. Alex, only one. Um, I think if I was going to choose something, honestly, it would be a broom. I think it'd be so cool, just you know, whizzing around the garden and beyond, yeah. obviously. Mm. Hoping you've got a palette like the Weasleys do in order to obscure <laughs> your yeah. whizzing. Um, <laughs> Megan, I'm going to go for a Weasley jumper. A wee of yeah. all. The... You know that I love the Weasleys, so it's got to be something like that. Okay. And you? Um. I nearly said invisibility clip and then went, who am I kidding? I'll have a broomstick. Obviously. <laughs> I felt like I, um, you want to choose the invisibility clip, right? But it feels like a cop-out of all the options. In a yeah, way, in you a way know to it's me, the yeah. best yeah. thing. Yeah. So, like... That or, like, something you could... Yeah, proving it's the darkness powder. You could just yeah. prank people with and it'd be funny. Some darkness powder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something like that. Or you could even get a pygmy puff just to stand out. Oh, yeah. Arnold. <laughs> well, not a pygmy puff, but, like, a pet. Saying that, yeah, a pet. Yeah, an owl, maybe. So what we've said is after choosing an object, we've all decided we're not sure that's the object we want. <laughs> well, we all agreed that a pet would be a pretty good one. And again, please do get in touch. If you can move anything we've not suggested, or if you do actually have a concrete answer to the question... Like we never, ever do. Then please answer. I think there's probably a lot that's been missed, right? There's, there's so many things. Well, in yeah, I wanted to world. say you remember all, but I always think they're really yeah. useless. Oh, I'll, I'll get an elder one for Christmas, please. <laughs> Yeah, so many magical. Okay, so we've come up with some answers in the Christmas spirit of things. And again, please do get in touch. Let us know your favourite memory. And also, more importantly, your favourite Potter Christmas. So for a final fun segment, we decided that as Christmas is a time of giving but also remembering, we would try and come up with... If we had to choose one moment for the books, what would our favourite memory be? You know what? I'm just going to jump in here and say, you keep saying we decided. <laughs> You've just sprung this on me and Alex. And now we've got to think over seven books worth of content to decide on our favourite memory. But it is in Christmas spirit. I would also like to say, <laughs> when Megan says sprung upon, it was literally 20 seconds ago before this segment started. <laughs> so, um, you get to go yeah, first, Callum. Favourite memory? Um, favourite memory of the books is the first task from the goblet fire because uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, lo- I love the dragons and i think it's brilliant i thought really? about i thought about saying harry's first ever quidditch match because that's really fun but then having thought about it more i love i love just love the battle with the hungarian hotel i don't know i did you don't want to be too cliche and say when he wins because everyone likes that or like the battle of hogwarts is too sad for it to be a favorite memory see I'm thinking about all the sad moments because those are my... Not the sad, sad ones, but, like, when you're really sad because something has ended kind of moments. So, you know, when they're um, standing on the bridge after the Battle of Hogwarts, like, at that point when I'm watching the films or even reading the books, I'm probably in tears, but also it's such a happy moment because it's like, they're finally going to be okay. Hey, we did it. Yeah. Yeah? No, but I, I like the... I like the bittersweet ones. Yeah, I get that. Whereas I like the pure triumph ones. We've got the Hungarian Hauntel as like Harry in his prime. It just so wasn't what I was expecting. Beating no, yeah, a dragon. I, I thought you had something really profound. No, no, no. <laughs> but no. Absolutely not. Harry flying around a dragon is what you've gone for. <laughs> or him winning a Quidditch game. Book version or the... Um, or Weirdly, the that's version. one of the few times when the film version might be better than the book. Because the, in, the, the, in the book, he goes up and down and grabs the egg. Mm. And it's still pretty cool, but it's more like he goes through this moment. In the book, it, what they do better is 
in the film he's kind of nervous but they don't do as much of the prelude to it whereas in the book he's questioning himself he's got like no friends left mm. he's on his own and then he mm. personally beats one of the most powerful creatures in the magical world and it's like hey i can do this on my own okay, without he just help. made it sound quite profound actually it went from being like oh, come on I like the big dragons. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it still is. He likes the big dragons, okay? Right. He doesn't just like Harry's dragon, he likes that there's more than one Go dragon. On, you've had a few minutes, what have you got? So actually, the one that really like jumped to me was um, Mrs. Weasley defeating Bellatrix Lestrange ah. in, like, her most, in one of the most iconic lines of the book, right? Yeah. And the film. Yeah. <laughs> and the film. Oh, that moment yeah. is... So, it's good. For me, that's one of the moments, right? And I guess yeah. um, in the same spirit of like one of the most... The moments that um, sticks with me most, um, I guess there are two. Uh, one would be kind of like uh, Dobby rescuing them from Malfoy Manor. Not favourite, oh, yeah. I would like to say. I don't yeah. think, think favourite isn't the right word. Well, it's not but it's the Dobby word. memories. Like, kind of it pulls at your heartstrings, yeah. Exactly. Dobby yeah. Christmas baubles, and that should be up there. <laughs> 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 Have a Harry, Harry Christmas. Have a very Harry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I guess you also have then in that kind of... Actually, no, I don't like it. I was going to say um, Percy's return, but in that it involves... Um, oh, no. So that's not... That. Yeah, that's just... That's, that that's not happen. at all. Not no. a good moment. No. It is, is so bittersweet. It's See, that one's yeah. too much for me because I remember... It's more like, bitter than sweet. I remember yeah. reading as that. As I'd rather not have Percy back. Nah. There are a lot of good moments in that. Well, some good moments in that. They're kind of mixed in with kind of bitter ones in the yeah. fucking Hogwarts. You so, feel that kind of victory... And then suddenly yeah. you're reminded, actually, there's so much loss here. So but... I guess another moment in that is um, Neville, and the, well, in the film anyway, Neville and Seamus blowing up the bridges. The, <laughs> That's brilliant. It's even the, um, the bit when McGonagall's like, you can deal with the bridge. You seem to have a talent for pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah. Whenever all of the viewers are sat there like, yeah, he is pretty good at blowing things up. And I think Megan said in when you covered McGonagall, her, um, it was, I always wanted to use this spell. Yeah. yeah. Locomoto Mortis. Yeah. All right. <laughs> go on then what's your you've had time we've covered yeah, yeah but I still don't have one because I want to say the ending of it but that's the ending of it so I don't know whether I can actually feel that happy about it that can't be it. the best but it's the end yeah. <laughs> yeah. not Although, even cursed child <laughs> right if we ignore the existence of cursed child I will say that scene when they're at the train station and it's like Nineteen years later. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> everything's okay, I guess. I mean, I really hate that you named him Albus Severus, but we have this. This should be Rubus Severus, whatever. But just Hagrid like <laughs> or Hagrid Rubus. <laughs> I think I think Harry's little speech to him though, when he kneels down and says like, mm. "It doesn't matter what house you're in, that's not what defines you." See, I don't like that because it does matter, but it doesn't though. Because you little slippery. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you really are. We know it. <laughs> you see, I, I don't, I don't like that chapter that much. I don't Do think, not? I don't no. think I love mm. it. But also, just kind of the thought of it is very nice and kind of it completes it. But even if I don't like it that much, it is the end of the book. So like, there's a feeling of it's complete. It's over. Everything's gonna be okay. Again, ignoring the first child. So another, I think, um, moment you get is Harry's last time in Privet Drive. So yeah. I, I think yeah. it's is it the book where he actually reflects on his. Ex- oh, it's one of I think him and Hedwig do a tour. Mm. 
and they're like, we used to live in this cupboard, and yeah, so yeah. it's like his um, actually his experiences in, and that's so much better in the book as well. Yeah, just so because like when he talks to Dudley and also mm. to Petunia, I think it kind of changes how you see them. Yeah. Well, the Dursleys aren't like, why haven't we got Kingsley's our personal bodyguard? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the Dursleys. Is that a In his ridiculous top hat or whatever, yeah. yeah. And with the end of that last segment comes the end of the episode. If you want to get in touch and share your Christmas Potter thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at another English student. And me on Twitter at Callum Cleland. We are hoping to make an official Twitter soon. In the New Year's, I think. So, yeah, look out for that in 2020. And in the meantime, witches and wizards, have a very Merry Christmas. Very Harry Christmas. A very Harry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. Thank you.